Hey guys, it's Ryan, one of two hosts of the No Content Podcast. This podcast is usually hosted on my Twitch channel live, which you guys can check out every Monday evening over at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. As always, before we jump into the podcast, if you guys would like to, you can check out my music. Links are down below. It is DMCA free for anyone to listen to and uh, check out. Also, follow all the social media links if you want to keep up to date with myself and with Pixel as well. Anyway, guys, hope you enjoy this episode. What's up, guys? How's it going? Ryan back here again. Uh, Episode number 117 of No Content Podcast. Um, Pixel's dead. So he left us basically. If you guys didn't hear the news from last week, he's on a mini, um, I guess, vacation retreat. I don't really know anymore, to be honest with you. Uh, he's off somewhere. I probably need a vacation myself because I think the only time I missed this podcast was during COVID. But uh, but yeah, so we have a new, I guess, face or a new voice on the mic filling in for Pixel. Spoiler, that's not actually Pixel. I was just too lazy to change the overlay. What's up, Blake? How's it going, man? Not much, you know, just trying to fill in Pixel shoes. Yeah, Big this shoes is to fill. Yeah, this is true. The, I think the last time that you were on, I looked this up right beforehand, was um, episode 20, which wow. was in like 2018. <laughs> or it was like 2018 or like 2019 or something like that. So if you guys want, we're going to skip intros. I think we'll go very briefly on intros. But if you guys want to know who Blake was, because we did an episode with Blake, him and I. I think it was in the same room, too. <laughs> I don't think you've moved since then. Um, then, you know, go check out episode 20 of the podcast and uh, go listen to our awful audio quality, because I'm pretty sure that one we had so many issues and I was just too lazy to edit it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Blake, how's life? How's everything going since uh, the listeners last heard you or probably many of them don't know who you are. But a uh, quick rundown. Blake is an IRL friend of mine. I've known him for how long have we known each other? Like eight years at this point? Probably. Yeah. I would say probably seven to eight because you met Lily when she was like four, three or four, right? So we just add Blake to her current <laughs> age, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, there you go. You know, it as is what it is. Sheesh. Yeah, as Blake is super hip, he's super cool. If you guys don't know background about Blake, uh, I'm pretty sure you were like the first person that knew about my stream. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, shouts out to Blake, Blake the pleb in Twitch chat as well. Doesn't stream at all. Um, we're basically the same age. You're technically like a day older than me. Well, my theory is we're probably like almost exactly the same age because you were born in a different time zone okay good point right. yeah so that's like, that's technically fair. it was probably like around the same point in time yeah you know what i'm pissed off? oh no i have it right here oh okay we're good i thought i got water and i forgot to bring it into my room and i was pissed but um but yeah so blake is currently uh working as a marketer you're in marketing which i thought was pretty dope so that's kind of the, one of the reasons why i wanted to bring him in is because i talk out of my ass this whole podcast and half the time people don't believe what i say so maybe you can help justify like half the things i talk about i don't know sure <sighs> yeah blake's a professional but before that before that my my weekly um vlog announcement or podcast announcement is boys we got the yeezys um off whites Okay, weird flex, I know, but okay. <coughs> um, apparently UV sensitive too. 
They look really ugly, but um, I'm selling them to someone for like 900 bucks. So I already have an offer for like $900. Um, so we're just flipping them or whatever. But apparently they're UV light sensitive. So like all around here and here and in the flaps here or whatever, there's like UV light stuff apparently that um, changes color depending on what you're in. So they look ugly as hell. I'm flipping them. <laughs> so what do you think of Yeezys, Blake? What do you what do you think? Are you a shoe guy? Or are you a shoe culture guy or no? Um, I appreciate good shoes, but I don't collect them myself or I don't know like I'm growing up and even to now I'm very particular with my shoes so it's like really hard for me to find shoes that I like because they have to be perfect yeah so like just buying random shoes just doesn't work for me mm. so I have to like I have to like shop they have to look good like I have to like the look yeah aesthetically but then they also have to look exactly how I want them to when I'm wearing them. So it's kind of hard to do you have like a go to shoe or no? It's just like whatever like is off the, off the cuff. Um, I'd say like the most or the shoe I've been wearing the most mm -hmm. is basically just a pair of Vans. Like um, I forgot the style. It's just like your generic Vans. Like, like the, the slip heel. on. Oh, oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I just saw and I can't buy any more shoes. Like I actually bought a shoe rack because it was getting so ridiculous. And uh, my daughter counted. I have like 14 pairs of shoes right now. It's really become a problem. See, the, the problem is, is that I'm part of like the Adidas creator and Nike creator program. So I get releases before they drop. Right. And discounted. That's how they get you. Right. But um, they just collabed with like Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I know it sounds really stupid, but Adidas just collabed with Ben and Jerry's for these shoes. Right. But the they're either the girl one is it's a white shoe with pink on the back and in the front. Right. But it's like dripping down like ice cream melting. OK. You know what I mean? So it looks sick, but they have these black and white ones where like the black, like the black is like melting onto the white and it just looks really cool. And huh. I'm like, I just bought these Yeezys and I just bought the Summer Olympic shoes like three weeks ago. I really don't need more of them. And at this point, I need to figure out and give them away. What's your shoe size? <laughs> do you, <laughs> do uh, you want a pair of Ultra Boosts? I'm like 10 and a half. Never mind. I'm like 10. Uh, I, I, maybe. Maybe it'll work. I don't know. We'll see. I'm like a 10. Okay. I have to find someone with my shoe size. Maybe I'll just give them to Pixel. Pixel needs to like get his drip game up or whatever. He's been I've been trying to do a stream with him where we 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 buy stuff for Pixel on on stream. And he has okay. to like like a whole outfit and then he has to wear it on stream and then he buys me one. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, to see like what our styles is. And it's like one of those things like you can't say no. And we have like okay. a budget. So it's like like the budget would be like under 200 bucks or something. I always felt like Pixel had good style, though. Like, I don't. I don't know I, that's what I said, but he like wants to up his style game. I don't know what that means. Like he wants to look like Hassan with like 18 dog chain <laughs> collars on him or something. I don't know, man. You know, I guess I guess if it's like changing into a different style that you don't really know a lot about, I can understand that. But I feel yeah. like he has his own style and it looks great. It's just yeah, it's very it's, minimalistic and clean. Yeah, I will say also guys have it way easier when it comes to shopping. Because basically, um, we can just get away with like 
neutral jeans, shoes, and like a shirt, like a blank shirt, and then we're good. <laughs> and then it's like, wow, that guy's really clean. <laughs> yeah. And then like basically, it's like you. Th- I throw on some cologne. I throw on a necklace. I throw on a couple of rings. It's like that guy's dripping. <laughs> and it's just like these really simple things. You know what I mean? Like it's super. It's like super easy or whatever. So it's like one of those things. that's like kind of funny to me because it's like kind of like not pointless i would say but it's just like we have it so much easier than girls man that's a squad w take if i ever heard it but i'm gonna stick with it because because we we don't have to worry about like any of that type of stuff we just like just go in have something simple and uh yeah we're all good um and also our friend jeremy in my chat said that we also need 200 sneakers in a rolex that's true and I wanted to show off these to him really quick because he would appreciate these. <laughs> I know Blake's not a shoe guy, <laughs> but we do. I, I also got the the UV the UV Yeezys as well. So for too much money. But anyway, um, let's jump into it. Let's go into some light topics first and just go into some announcements and stuff. We actually have like three or four topics to go. Like Pixel leaves at the worst time, right? He leaves when there's like crazy changes happening to Twitch or whatever. And I definitely want to get your intake on it. Um, but yeah, we can just jump into some super, super low-key topics, and then we'll go into the hard hitters later. Okay. Um, but yeah, so first uh, first thing that is up or whatever, we kind of talked about this last week, but I kind of just wanted to make a PSA about this. Um, Twitch September is uh, coming back or whatever. If you guys don't know what September is, um, it is basically where Twitch does something to promote like gifting subs or giving out subs or whatever for the whole month of September. Um, apparently this year it's um, sponsored by Grubhub and Grubhub is going to be, I don't know what this means, <laughs> delivering subs to random content creators, I guess throughout the month um, as well as there will be 20% off Twitch merch uh, in the official Twitch uh, page on Amazon. And then lastly, all First time subs are going to be 20% off. So if you've never subbed to a channel before, uh, it will be 20% off uh, as well as all gifted subs will be um, 20% off. And that's going to stack on top of the localized pricing or whatever. So basically at the end of the day, con- your content creators will get like 60% instead of like a 50% cut from Twitch. Cause you'll, uh, uh, content creators will still get paid the the normalized like 50% or whatever. So yeah, get a VPN, start gifting people. I don't know. I, like Mexico right now, I think it's still like a dollar thirty <laughs> to sub or something like that now because of localized pricing. Philippines is like 85 cents. Just get a VPN and sub to me or Blake, you know, whichever one. Um, but yeah, Blake, Please, thoughts on the so market? what you're saying is you you should expect a 20% increase in subs because it's 20% cheaper, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Which would mean that my total goes up to two additional subs. Cause I have 14 subs on this channel right now. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go easy. But if you guys do want to gift on the music stream, cause uh, the music stream just broke like a ton of subs as well. So go gift on the music stream. But, um, but yeah, uh, thoughts on this, Blake, September, you're going to be subbing to anyone. Is there anyone that you would, not sub to that you will sub to now um considering that it's now 20 percent off that you've never subbed to before or is it just like eh, whatever um i don't know like oh so basically it's like 399 it's 399 and still 499 essentially i i really only sub to people that i know 
Mm. And then maybe like occasionally, like I'll throw a sub to like, someone that I really like value their content that like I honestly won't watch a whole lot of. Yeah. Like I've subbed to like Shroud before. Like I mm. can't say I watch a lot of his streams, but mm. just just stuff like that. Like I'll do like a month or something, or like I I don't know, just stuff like that. Where like I'm not really watching their stream a whole lot. I might be watching more like clips from them than right. the actual stream, but just to like show my support, I'll throw one. That's fair. That's fair. Dude, um, what is your longest sub out of your non-IRL, like the IRL people that you know who stream? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, probably. Hmm. Trying to think. Like, I, it's never really more than a month. Really? So you'll just like, you'll just sub and then just like not renew it, basically? Yeah. That's fair. So, like, I, I guess probably the longest is probably one where I was, I probably subbed, and then m maybe I got, like, a gifted sub at some point. Or <laughs> yeah. Just something like that. That's fair. I mean, okay, so my top, my top three right now, right, is um, I have a sub to Scar that's about to hit, like, 80 months, I think. Wow. And then I have one to Plushies, and she hasn't streamed in a long time, but I, the reason why I subbed to her was because for a while she was the only one up in the morning. So I usually watch Twitch in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. Mm. And then they were, she was doing like Among Us with a bunch of people. Then after that, it goes Trainwrecks at 19 months and then Mizkiff at 18 months. Wow. So I, I have some pretty long standing stuff, uh, subs or whatever. But I will say, if uh, you guys haven't yet already, I know I shill this and people think I'm actually sponsored by Twitch. But I'm not. <laughs> I wish I was. Um, get Twitch Turbo chat. Um, Twitch Turbo. They don't advertise it at all. Twitch.tv slash Turbo. It's $8.99 a month and you get no ads. So it's basically like paid ad block, but you don't get ads on mobile and you don't get ads on desktop, which is really, really nice. So to be honest, since I got that, I basically just canceled like two subs of people I, ha uh, I had that I didn't watch that much. And I just used that or whatever but uh currently my current sub count on twitch is 16 subs and then gifted subs i have 12 like i don't know how that happens but i just have 12 gifted subs to most random people that like i follow but i just don't really watch you know like like at all times or just like currently no currently currently i have 12 gifted subs to like ran i have a germa like will neff yasuo summit I have a sub from him, like just random people. Like I just get randomly gifted subs. Huh? Yeah. And I had like six of them expire in the last like few days, which is kind of funny too. It is kind of weird sometimes when I get like gifted a sub in a channel that I maybe, maybe spent like five seconds in, like I clicked on it to see what, what they were doing. And then I like left. Yeah. And then I get gifted a sub somehow, probably just, I don't know. They probably did a mass gift. Yeah, it has to be a mass gift, and it probably also has to be, like, an algorithm thing. Because if you don't return for a while, then, like, it's one of those things where they're, like, they're trying to, like, pull, like, pull people in or whatever. Oh, that makes sense. But, like, that's that's my assumption, but I'm not too sure. But, yeah, overall, thoughts on uh, September, Blake? Marketing stamp? Get, bring your marketing analysis into here? Will this uh, will this help will help save Twitch at all in the future? I don't know. I'd have... It's hard to say without knowing how this, like, I guess, 
in the past how this is done. Cause I don't know if it like drives up subs, maybe uh, people sub and then kind of forget to unsub or something in sort of like the gym membership scenario where you get mm. a gym membership, you kind of forget that you have it or you're paying for it and you just never go or something. Kind of wonder if, I wonder if it triggers that sort of response, but yeah, no, for sure. I'm also curious on other countries gifting subs now, too, because, like I said, we've had the localized sub pricing now kind of roll out to everybody. So I think it's like literally it's like 100 subs, like 100 subs in like Mexico or no, like 100 subs in Singapore now is like 100 US dollars. Hmm. Which is like kind of weird because I think subathons are kind of dead now. Right. Or like making money off subs are kind of dead because like I've gotten subs like I got like 20 gifted subs one time on my music channel. I was like, oh, that's sick. You know what I mean? And then I look at my bank account or like my Twitch analytics. It's like you earned 10, like $10 because like when it converted from their currency to like the US dollar, it was like, oh, like that oh, that's cool. But like I'm not making like any money now. You know what I mean? So it's okay. like more people like I am getting people maybe who wouldn't normally gift or normally wouldn't sub is probably like the counter argument. But I don't know. It just feels different, you know. Hmm. But like, so are those sub prices based off the value of like the dollar in that region, or is it based off of their local the currency? Okay, so it's not it's... based off of like the amount of subs in that region. No. Or like yeah, coming it's... from that region. No, no, no. It's totally like local currency now, which is like something that people have wanted for like years, but now people are like having backlash for. Okay. Because it was kind of nice, but kind of sucked. Like, I remember talking to people and they're like, yeah, like five dollars in like my country is like mobile data for like two months. <laughs> right. And wow. so like they'll, they would just never sub. And they're like, also, I don't have Amazon Prime. Like we don't have Amazon here. So then it's like they can sub now, which is like cool. But then like I only like, you know, Twitch takes half of it. And then I'm left with like a dollar sometimes or like 55 cents. It's like weird, like the transition of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, basically nothing. Yeah, which kind of sucks. Um, I have I, I had a friend or I have a friend who moved to like Vietnam because since all his subs were in dollar amounts, he was basically like live living off of like 300 subs. Because like the exchange rate, because you get paid in the American dollar, right? Oh, uh, and so you're, you know, as a streamer or content creator, you're able to like travel more or whatever. But now it's like now it's like not really the case. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, September happening. Go uh, go subscribe. Oh, by the way, just PSA with that. It does start September 1st. But for some reason, it starts September 1st at 1 p.m. PDT. <laughs> so it doesn't start at your local time on September 1st. So keep that in mind as well, that for some reason it's like synced to like San Francisco time. So don't give subs or start summoning people early if you think there's going to be a discount if you're like September 1st, like in New Zealand or something. I don't know. Just kind of wanted to throw that out there um, to, to give you guys a heads up or whatever. Um, but yeah, um, the next thing that we have on the list, kind of a light snowball topic is uh, Twitch is launching creator creator goals, allowing you to run sub or follower goals from Twitch. This was kind of interesting. Um, this basically is a browser source that Twitch has made itself that integrates with Twitch chat. Uh, 
So I found this really, really interesting because it actually shows as an overlay. So basically you put in the follower goal, say 500 subs, and then the follower goal or the sub goal will show up in the top of like the chat section on Twitch, as well as it will show up when people sub. So when someone subs, it'll be like 89 out of 500 or whatever. Um, I thought this was kind of interesting just because um, it's a browser source. <laughs> Um, which is weird because I don't think Twitch has ever made something that's like, um, like a, like an actual like browser, like source before that's like, um, not from them or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I don't think we have much to say about this though. Um, stream elements and stream labs kind of already have this enabled for like, I don't know, years. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on this Blake or what this could do to maybe third party like developers or uh, tools that uh, Twitch is kind of encroaching on? It definitely seems like Twitch is trying to make more of a closed environment. Mm. Like with features like this and other like stream um, advertising, uh, what's it called? Advertising avenues. Um, it seems like they're trying to like push out a lot of the the players like stream elements like not directly mm. because i'd say right now it's sort of like a symbiotic relationship where twitch can focus on other stuff like developing other stuff while companies like stream elements kind of fills in that gap and kind of gets the, the user base happy but then right. i think they're trying to like slowly push them out so they can get more ad revenue or um I guess more control over their platform. It yeah, it's probably also just like a streamlining process as well. I would assume because I think like one of the things that people well, it it it's debatable. It's the barrier to entry to like stream. I think is still very 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 low, which is probably a good thing. Um, it, it's probably easier to stream than to be a viewer, in my opinion, right? Um. But like when you like, I remember like I've set up OBS for probably like four people in the last month and it's such a nightmare, like setting up someone's stream nowadays because <laughs> like I have everything set up. I don't touch anything and it's been like this for like years. So I'm like used to it. But then like mm -hmm. setting up someone who's like never streamed before, it's like, OK, download OBS. OK, like set all this stuff on OBS. OK, now go to like Streamlabs and like do all this crap. Then go to Moobot and do all this crap. Then go to Nightbot and do all this. It's like all these like weird like third party sites have to authorize permissions. So I'm assuming like Twitch is just trying to also like right keep it in house like you said to like streamline the process probably. So newer content creators don't have to like worry about that. I do also kind of wonder how much of this is just related around like data privacy because I know mm. at least in like the UK it's like really strong and then here it's like starting to get more prevalent. So like mm -hmm. the less third parties accessing users and any sort of like user data or potential user data or like site visits is mm -hmm. probably safer for them. Like there's it's less of a risk. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, it it will be interesting to see if this like actually takes off. I don't think it will, but I mean it's good on Twitch for using it. Like I said, I think the barrier to entry to stream on Twitch is pretty easy. Um, I still hold true to um, it's harder to be a viewer, I think, than to be a content creator in the sense of barrier to entry, because I feel like you come over to Twitch and it's like, what are all these stupid frog emotes? Like, why are people spamming these stupid gifts? Like, what are all these memes that are going on? Like, what is everyone talking about? You know what I mean? And it's like, 
going to like a foreign country and trying to like learn the language where on like YouTube, like people make fun of YouTube for being normie, but everyone knows what like the cry cry face emoji is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like the okay hand to, symbol is to jump into YouTube. Yeah, like, for sure. Really knowing anything about it. And YouTube's totally closed off too. Um, Twitch is the only live streaming platform right now that's actually open to devs. Um, YouTube is using a version of Hangouts for their Twitch for their chat, <laughs> so it's totally oh, closed really? off. You can't do anything. Yeah, you can't even inject like BTTV or anything into it. People have tried. It's it's like impossible. So it's like when oh. Hangouts gets updated, YouTube chat gets updated. Right? It's like all systematically the same. I thought they got rid of Hangouts. Like I didn't know that it was even still around. Or was Last that I looked, Google. Wait, what was it? I don't know. There's Google like a Plus? site. That Google Plus is a social network. Okay, that's what died. Okay. Yeah, there's a site you can go to. I think it's called like Google Graveyard. It's called KilledByGoogle.com. And if you go to this website, it shows you like every single thing that was like killed off by google so like in 2022 alone google chrome apps has died and android things has died i don't even know what android things is but this basically goes back like so far but they've killed off like 240 plot things wow yeah so you can go there to check it out or whatever but um but yeah um anyway i think it's time to well we have one last article and this is kind of going into more of the heavy hitter type of stuff as well um, for this episode, but I kind of wanted to mention this. We kind of drilled this forever, and I also got yelled at you guys probably for like, I don't know, forever. We got so many emails, and I got like four or five DMs from you guys about this. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, and uh, I also want to get Blake's take on it as well. But um, as a reminder, um, the hashtag Twitch Do Better is still a thing that is happening. Um, if you guys don't know what Twitch uh what the hashtag Twitch do better is it's basically this movement that started on Twitch due to bot and hate raids. Um, essentially what's happening is uh, marginalized creators who are using uh, race tags or sexuality tags are basically being targeted because now you can actually look up, you know, people by their, by race tags, which um, you can look up by Asian African-American um, or, or by uh, sex, uh, sexuality as well. And people have been getting massive amounts of hate raids. <laughs> um, beyond just racial terms being used, um, people are doing like a bunch of weird stuff. Um, if you guys know Trihex, who's the face of the Trihard emote, um, he actually got hit by like, um, he actually got hit by a hate raid like recently, um, this week or whatever, where he had every, he has like huge moderation in his chat. But I mean, literally like 400 people started spamming things like throw like throw a black person in a volcano basically <laughs> right like something that the auto mod or other tools can't use to detect that that's like racist right because it's not a racial word um anyway this movement kind of like built up it got trending on twitter worldwide and on other platforms worldwide and i guess they are still going forward with some type of movement where they're calling for content creators on september 1st to not stream I guess <laughs> um, to kind of protest um, these type of um, injustices that are happening. So basically they want to make the platform more safe for marginalized content creators. They also are asking for a bigger cut of revenue as well um, because Twitch does take 50% of sub revenue. Um, most platforms are taking about 20%. So OnlyFans, Patreon take about 20%. I believe YouTube takes 30% and is also through Google Wallet, which is more, or Google Pay, your donations go through. So it's even more secure. 
Um, I don't know, Blake, thoughts about this initially before we dive into this? Yeah, it's one of those things where like, I, I agree with the sentiment, but I have no idea what Twitch can do about it. Right. As far as like automated tools and stuff like it. Yeah, I don't, unless they're like working on anti-bot technology or something, which is going to be like a really big <laughs> push. It probably costs right. a lot of money. And still probably like whatever bot companies will probably find a way around it. So it's like, I, I don't know what they're, I don't know what they can do. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm technically savvy enough to know like what the options are, but it seems like a rough spot. Yeah. I mean, essentially it's like, if this was figured out, like this is happening on other platforms too, right? Like Instagram probably has this issue. Twitter has this issue, like beyond just live streaming, just content in general with trolls. So it's like, someone figured this out already it would have been figured out like <laughs> i don't know if uh you know i i i don't know I, I don't know what you can really do to resolve this i i will say this that um looking and diving deeper into this even more um twitch makes it really easy to make a twitch account <laughs> um essentially you just need to make a username and a password and then you're done um I, and i think an email too um and that's it so I will say that maybe Twitch can make the and then at, like after the fact, you can add things to the account, like your phone number or you can verify your email afterwards, but you don't even have to like verify your email. Um, so I will say that probably what Twitch can do is probably make at least even some captcha. Like there's not even a captcha thing <laughs> when you create like a Twitch account, right? Like you could probably make a captcha account or thing. Maybe you can make it so that everyone uses two factor authentication. Um, maybe you can make it so that everyone has to verify their email. Even, um, there is a setting in dashboards too, which makes it so that only people with verified emails can chat, which is probably good as well. I mean, I have it for my discord server as well. So there probably are things that you can do with this. Um, but, but yeah, um, on the second point of that, Blake, what do you think of the whole like September 1st? Like basically these marginalized creators, um, I don't know how to be honest. I, I'll be honest with you. We are, I'll just be blunt because we talked about it already. I got enough flack for it. No one I know and probably no one you know who's a content creator that you watch is doing it <laughs> on September 1st. It's like basically what they're saying is they're not going to stream on the platform on September 1st um, to kind of protest this or whatever. I just kind of wanted like your thoughts on this or whatever. Um, and like if you like initial thoughts on this, where you think this will go, if it will do anything, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's one of those things where. I feel like nothing will like Twitch won't notice like financially mm. that anything happened. Um, but I guess the goal or like best case scenario for this is that it just draws a lot of attention to the problem. Um, and people are more aware of what's going on and what needs to be done. But yeah, I don't, I honestly don't think it will be like, objectively successful outside of that right yeah um i was actually so um so the thing was is that last week we we covered this but twitch actually did respond to the raids or to the hate raids or whatever on a official broadcast as well as on tweets on their main account where basically they said we're aware of the situation we're dealing with the bots your reports are going through etc etc so i probably won't be well 
I probably will be taking a day off because I only stream once a week anyway. So it doesn't really make a difference to me. Um, but I was thinking probably what would be a more effective way and probably also would maybe hurt Twitch more financially technically is if you did stream on that day. Right? Because it does cost money for them to like host your stream. Right? Um, True. And I was also thinking, and like this was something that I was toying with the idea or like talking to people about the idea. But for example, for my music stream, the 24 7 music stream, I could always just change the overlay, right? On the music stream um, to instead of it being that picture that's on there right now, just change it to like an inf infographic or an informational like text, right? That's like today, uh, today I stand with like Twitch do better. Um, check out the links below in the panels for more information. And technically the channel can't get banned because I'm still in music. I'm still playing music and then it's up for 24 seven. You know, I feel like instead of people like these content creators and no offense, once again, I haven't heard of any of them <laughs> and I've talked to multiple content creators of various sizes um, of partners, at least of various sizes from like 50 viewers to like 400 viewers. None of them are doing it or even have heard of it. So I feel like what's almost more effective is that these content creators stream during their normal times that they would usually stream, but then maybe just like mic muted, desktop muted, maybe even go unlisted, right? So they're not streaming under any category, but their followers still get a notification. So at least like it spreads the word of this movement. Um, right. I think that would be a better idea because it would get the word out more because realistically it's like all that's going to happen is like, Viewers are just going to be like, oh, you're not streaming? I'm just going to go watch Shroud. Or I'm just going to go watch Mizkif, right? Like, they're going to move on to, like, another content creator. I don't think the viewers will, will really care. You know what I mean? Except, like, yeah. the hardcore ones, you know? Yeah. I feel like most of the people watching, like, everyone probably thinks, like, oh, that kind of sucks. But it doesn't affect them, so they don't really care. Yeah. It's more um, of, like, the content creators that are getting targeted are the ones that are, like, hurt by it. And maybe yeah. some of their viewer base is offended too, but yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that would be my recommendation for anyone who's listening to the podcast and who is going to participate in this or whatever is like I said, it might be more effective. I mean, it's totally up to you, uh, to you as a broadcaster, what you want to do exactly. But I think it would be more efficient for you to basically stream during your normal stream hours on September 1st, but maybe have like an infographic up or something. Don't even play games. Don't treat it like a normal stream, obviously. But if you stream for three hours a day at a certain time, stream those three hours, but just have like a blank screen with like an infographic or with text saying, you know, what you're demanding or whatever, just to kind of spread the word or and just put your stream in like just chatting or something. I don't know. I feel like that would be more effective than just like, hey, I'm taking a day off, like I'm taking a vacation, <laughs> but I don't know. That's just yeah. that's just me or whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on or whatever, um, Pixel and I took credit for this last week. So you guys are welcome before the heads up or whatever. But um, yeah, OnlyFans is back, baby. Basically, I'm taking credit for this. Pixel and I saved it or whatever. You're welcome. You can thank me, um, content creators, for this one. You're welcome because we talked about it. And then literally like 12 hours after we posted that episode, OnlyFans came back <laughs> online. So if you guys don't know, OnlyFans basically walked back their statement that um, they would be basically not allowing sexually explicit content on their website. So the story had broke earlier that uh, last week that OnlyFans was not going to do sexually explicit content, but that se se sexually provocative content would be allowed. 
Um, the reason for this, they stated, was because of banking issues in the UK. Um, because UK laws basically, since they're outdated, were basically accounting for this as some form of like prostitution, essentially, right? Because these are like um, independent worker, like sex workers, basically exchanging money for like sexually explicit photos, right? So like in a digital space. So they're considering this as like prostitution, <laughs> I guess. And um, it was getting really hard with bank charges. But yeah, OnlyFans stepped, you know, OnlyFans walked it back. You know, um, so I was kind of wondering what your take with this is, Blake, from like a marketing standpoint, because a lot of people are saying, like, maybe this was just a stunt, right? Because their original reason was like, well, the banks aren't accepting our payments, which is like true. Like, it's been very hard for like Visa, MasterCard, PayPal have already not accepted like um, porno pornographic charges for like a really long time or they're the most flagged or the most like sus ones from them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like they have a valid reason, but then it also probably turned to their favor. Like they used it to really gain a lot of visibility. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people started talking about them. More people were like probably visiting the site to see, even see what it was. Mm -hmm. So they they probably benefited from it. Like I don't know what they're how much money they're losing from like these banks and stuff but if it's just in the uk or something they're probably just like well we'll eat the cost <laughs> then yeah i i don't know how i don't know how much like globally they're they're gonna like, it's gonna be really interesting um i think what's gonna happen with OnlyFans. um i will say that once the announcement broke apparently 24 hours later there was eight thousand new users per competitive websites being created <laughs> So like competition, like, you know, the competition blew up. Um, I, I will say this, that um, I think that if people think that OnlyFans backing down from this and nothing is going to change from um, or like change from OnlyFans like payout policy, I think you're being naive. So um, I know we do have people who do OnlyFans for like various reasons uh, that listen to our podcast. So I kind of wanted to give a heads up to, to you guys for that. But um, we talked about this in a couple episodes ago, but um, pornographic or adult, I guess, uh, adult content is the m number one most charged back thing in the world. Right. Um, usually um, adult content chargeback is somewhere between 30 to 40 percent. <laughs> right. Uh, it is usually the average like chargeback rate for adult content because someone's wife sees that they're purchasing adult content and they go, honey, what is this? And they go, I don't know. My card must've gotten stolen. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to claim a chargeback or something like that. Or banks will flag it and charge it back automatically too, as well. So it's one of those things where I got their reasoning before. So I'm curious to see if only fans will eat those costs and maybe take a bigger cut from their content creators. Like instead, cause they're only taking 20% right now. Um, I can see them taking like 30 or 40%. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it'd be such a, well, I mean, me not being someone making money from OnlyFans. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a huge chunk to like raise it 10% to cover those issues that mm -hmm. they know now everybody knows is a thing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't 
Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to say. I, I think the other thing that um, is that there's kind of a parallel between Twitch, right, and OnlyFans in the sense that, like, the reason why, like, Twitch reacted so fast to, like, the hot tub meta and stuff like that and put it in its own category, because remember, they, they made their own category for hot tub streamers, right? And then they put that cat, everyone who's in a hot tub will be forcibly or hot. It's like hot tub beach and pool or something um, will be forcibly moved to that category if they're uh, in a hot tub beach or in a pool. Right. Um, but then also content creators in that category will have their ads disabled. There will be no pre-rolls. They can't roll their own ads as well. And they can't do mid-rolls. Right. <clears throat> and it's because of advertisement, basically. Right. So the thing is, is that like it's kind of funny, but like. Basically, like we talked about this last week, but like Cornhub, right, <laughs> has their own section that is competing with YouTube where it's like no NSFW content at all. Right. Um, where they're trying to make it's like basically it's like adult actors doing like normal things like mukbangs or vlogs. Right. And they're trying to keep it on like the Cornhub like ecosystem instead of them going to YouTube. Right. <clears throat> the issue is advertisers still see it as an adult website. So advertisers still don't want to touch it. And that's what Twitch fears is they don't want Twitch to be seen as an adult website. So they moved them all to a different section, right? It's kind of a band-aid solution. But with OnlyFans walking this back, you know, OnlyFans just launched a uh, non-NSFW live streaming service called OnlyFans.tv, right? And you technically are not supposed to do NSFW content there. Right. So OnlyFans being portrayed as like an adult website now might hit and affect brands or whatever. Right. So yeah. we'll have to see what uh, happens with that. But I, I wanted your thoughts on that as well. I guess. I, I can't say I know OnlyFans like, business proposition that well, but are there other ways for them to like monetize like i think you've mentioned in the past that yeah like, like messages and stuff right yeah and only fans takes like a 20 30 cut of that but i feel like advertisement is always going to be like the big bucks right i would assume if they want to go yeah. public if they want to grow the site into something like long lasting you know what i mean so i guess my question is as like content creators who are on that site if they have to do like non NSFW stuff, how much of that is affected by like, if they didn't roll that back, mm -hmm. like, would they still be making the same amount based on like messages, just people wanting to like talk to them or are people only like subscribing to them? because of the nsfw stuff yeah it's hard to say i go back and forth on that too because of like parasocial relationships so i want to go with like the latter you know what i mean that yeah. people were probably probably would still subscribe or whatever for it you know what i mean yeah i've i i have to believe that it like wouldn't be that big of a hit like maybe a little bit yeah people are still I guess it would be hard to get new people in, but the existing user base would probably stay. Is my right. guess. 
Right. But companies are always trying to get new users in, right? So it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like OnlyFans is in like a really weird spot or whatever with this. You know what I mean? You know, we'll have to see like kind of what happens or whatever. But yeah, the parasocial relationship is like a real a real thing on it. Um, I read an interview with somebody who was complaining about how it wouldn't affect them because they basically just post like semi sexually provocative stuff on their timeline. And then in their DMs where you can like pay to message them, there's like no sexual content at all. Hmm. Right. It's like people having like direct direct access to be able to like talk to somebody is like more than enough for like a lot of people. And I think it like preys on like certain people that crave or need that attention sadly and it kind of creates this weird like parasocial relationship you know what i mean yeah like i i guess it makes sense if say you're like following someone on instagram and you try and like message them but they have you you don't know how many messages they're getting Mm -hmm. you may just get buried but then uh, i guess with only fans it's like you know your message is getting scene right and you're, you're paying for it and right it gets pinned to the top of their inbox and also you know that there's going to be an obligation to eventually respond it might not be a timely response but i feel like what you're creating is like if you're giving someone ten dollars and messaging them something i feel like the content creator will be more or less obligated to respond to it i think that's different in like a live stream because that could derail a live stream obviously right um, yeah. but in like a messaging type of app, I think it like creates like, oh, this obligation, like I need to respond to them, you know? Yeah. If that's like a feature that the content creator like agreed to like by signing up on the site is sort of, you expect a response or them to at least read it. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy because, um, the articles like pixel and I have gone over in the past or whatever. It's like some of these people are working like 16 hours a day just responding to messages. It's pretty crazy. Like that's, yeah, that's legit imagine. all it is like just responding to messages and not even really like posting any new content. So yeah, like the people who are basically the super influencers, like I don't even know how many, like what an average number of messages they receive or like how many people subscribe. So like, I, I have no idea. What yeah. It even looks like. I mean, did you have you? I mean, you probably don't. But uh, the 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 tweet that's been going around like crazy recently or whatever is like um, Amaranth on her like alt account. So she has like an alt account or whatever, like blew up on LSF the other day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she just announced that she made one point four million dollars net the last four months. On just on OnlyFans. On, just on OnlyFans. Wow. Yeah, like that is insane. Or whatever. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, and apparently her she claims that her content wouldn't have been affected but wouldn't have been affected by the pornography ban. So it was like sexually suggestive content. It wasn't it was like lingerie photos or whatever. Or like pinup photos basically. Which I think is like crazy, you know? I think that's like absolutely insane. So would you say that uh people like Amaranth are kind of using OnlyFans is sort of like a supplemental social media platform tacked onto Twitch. So like they're streaming on or she's streaming on Twitch. Like she has her audience there and then she's mm. using OnlyFans as a way to like monetize her community like outside of Twitch. So like Oh com- yeah. interacting with them and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. I would also say it's probably like 
you could probably reverse that too. I think it all just kind of cohesively like works with everything too. <laughs> I, I think also you could see it as like, um, yeah, I, I, I think at this point or whatever, you could just be a content creator on, it, it's kind of like how it's kind of like with, I, I guess the analogy would be, it's kind of like with my music too as well. Right? Like I stream to promote the music, right. And everything kind of funnels to the music. Right. Instead of like everything, it used to be before that everything would funnel to like my Twitch. Right. And it's kind of like reversed in the recent months. Right. So I feel like you could go both ways. <laughs> You're just trying to monetize on like different platforms, you know? We could always make a website called Only Sound where you can, you can interact with uh, music producers and musicians like Kubo Beats. Dude, music. yeah, we should. You know what I was thinking of doing, to be honest, and I think I might do it or whatever. So I make like five songs, right? I make five lo-fi songs mm -hmm. and then Pixel makes art, makes the art, right? Mm -hmm. And we can bind it and make it into an NFT. Right, because most NFTs right now are only digital like pictures or gifts. But we're giving you like five exclusive songs you'll have forever. No one else else will have the songs. It's backed by my like listens and streams and whatever. And then you also get an exclusive art from Pixel on top of it. So you have like an exclusive NFT like EP. That'd be pretty cool. Because then you, so would that mean that whoever owns that is the only person who has? Those tracks, that I'll song. never really, yeah, I'll never release the song or the tracks ever, like to anywhere, to, to like anyone else. Huh. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, they're they're already kind of doing that. Well, not with music, but another thing too that people are doing recently is like there's a website that was created by like for Twitch clips, and I think we talked about this off stream or whatever. But someone's mm -hmm. making like Twitch clips NFTs. And then, like, the content creator who submits their clip still owns 15% of the NFT. So any future transaction, like, it can be trans... There can be, like, 15 transactions. Like, it can be passed around. And they'll still make money off of it. Wow. It's pretty so good you know, for them, too. Yeah, you know that's going to be the next, like, scandal. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, like, some dude making some, like, NFT like um clip and then getting all controversial and then people like bumping it up or something like that and then you know people freaking out and all that stuff yeah i, I just feel like nfts are so much potential for scams but then also a lot for like really cool stuff because yeah. it's just so new like you never know there was um some guy from the walking dead he was like an artist i think he was like one of the artists or makeup artists or something for Walking Dead. And he also did art and he sold like <clears throat> a bunch of NFTs, like exclusive because like Walking Dead's, I guess, on its last season. <laughs> I don't know. No one watches that show anymore. It's um, still around. Yeah. And um, apparently um, sold like a bunch of exclusive NFTs for like five million. Wow. Or something like that. Like it came out to like five million, apparently from like Ethereum and stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, we'll we'll have to see um, the funneling of money through OnlyFans and through like like at this point, it's just like Twitch content creators are basically just shilling out their like OnlyFans, right? Like that's just that's just how it is. And it's the same way with like, the slots or whatever, too, as well. I can even say it's like the same with like my music, right? As long as like there's an exclamation mark socials and it links to a link tree, we're good. <laughs> it circumvents the like not directly linking to stuff, right? 
Yeah. So, True. you know, we'll be fine. OnlyFans, I don't know. We'll see what the future of it is. I'm really interested to see. <clears throat> Every other website that has had sexually explicit content like this has made the exact same statement and hasn't backed down. Right. So this wasn't any like this was just history repeating itself. Uh, Tumblr was purchased and they got rid of NSFW content and creators were on there making NSFW content. Patreon spawned from that and had NSFW content. They banned it from their website as well. And then OnlyFans was going to do it as well. So this was just kind of like something that keeps repeating itself. And OnlyFans was like the first one to kind of like step back and be like, nah, <laughs> we're, we're not going to do it, um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, they changed their mind. So we'll have to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to add to this this topic before we move on to the last last couple for the night? No, <clears throat> I think I think it, I feel like I would just be guessing on what's gonna happen. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, I will say, last thing I will say with this or whatever is, um, especially in this type of content creation, like adult content or whatever. Um, anyone out there who does do adult content, just Get ready to jump ship anytime. Grow your other social medias. It's just like Twitch. Don't just like focus on Twitch growth. Focus on like Instagram. Focus on your YouTube and all that type of stuff. And you'll probably be happy for it instead of putting all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, the two big hitters that we have. We have one that came out um, a while ago. This one also came out like literally the day after we talked on the podcast last week. And then we have one that came out literally this morning. <laughs> so, um, but it, the more, more Twitch related, I guess you could say, but, um, Dr. Disrespect, man. And both actually coincidentally, both these articles are talking about doctors, but, um, Dr. Disrespect, um, claims that, um, he is suing Twitch. And I thought that, that this, this was really, really interesting. um, he says that he knows the reason for his Twitch ban and is planning to sue Twitch over it. This was through a like one or two minute clip or something. It was like a 30 second, maybe even less, like a minute clip on his uh, YouTube channel. If you guys don't know, Doc was randomly like banned off Twitch, like perma banned off Twitch back in like, I don't know, beginning of this year or something like that, I want to say, and has been streaming exclusively on YouTube. Uh, he claims that, um, um, he said that he noted that his previous contract with the purple snake, as he calls Twitch, would have been up in September of this year. As this is the first we've heard of Doc Singer then, we'll sure to be bringing more details, blah, 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 blah. Streamer didn't say exactly why he was suing Twitch during the stream. Um, however, he did mention that it could be from loss of income. Um, right? Because people here, here he's banned from Twitch. They assume the worst is sponsors pull out all that type of stuff, right? Um, I think he may also be... Um, uh, I think another thing too was is like since Twitch is like the lead of e like it's kind of leading in esports content, he hasn't been able to do any type of like Twitch sanctioned events or Twitch sponsored esports events. And another thing that you guys may or may not know is that if you are banned off a platform, you are um, not allowed to play with other streamers of that platform. So Tim the Tantman can't play with Doctor Disrespect on stream, or Tim could get banned. Because it's considered ban evasion. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Doc is suing Twitch. Um, well, I don't know. Initial thoughts, Blake, on this? I, I guess it depends on what he was banned for. Right. Like, I, I've heard rumors of what he's banned for, but 
if if there isn't like a good reason for his ban, I feel like he he's totally justified because like he's got a contract in place, right? And that's kind of how he makes money. And mm-hmm. it's getting banned is essentially getting fired and like breaking the contract and he loses his revenue mm-hmm. uh, or his source of income. So it just kind of makes sense that it's like almost like wrongful term- termination. And I think he's in his right to press charges, but then it also kind of makes sense depending on the reason that maybe Twitch has a case. Right. Why they banned him and whatnot. So I guess it all depends on the reason. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, at this point, it has to be something like resident sleeper. Like, it has to be something like, oh, you. I don't know. You know what I mean? You lied about something. You tried to get, I don't know, just something dumb, like some contractual legal thing. It has to be like super boring. You know, it can't be, it's not yeah. going to be anything exciting. You know what he I mean? He didn't stream enough hours in his contracts that he was banned. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing that people were like saying that he was banned for, and it's never been confirmed. And I kind of doubt it's this because I feel like doc would probably say something about it now is that, um, like, the last like three or four streams before he got like banned or whatever were like really weird where he would like break out a character and that's where the Shungite meme came from. But he was like out of character when he like said that. So he was like just saying how like, you know, he has Shungite and he like puts it around his house to like protect against like 5G waves and like people made like memes about it, but he was like serious at the time. Like he wasn't in character. And so some people assumed like the reason why he was like permit off the platform or like banned was like spreading misinformation. Right. Mm-hmm. Which like maybe that's the case, but I feel like if that was the case and that's something that he's like actually passionate about, I doubt that he would like keep quiet about it. You know what I mean? He'd be like, wow, Twitch like banned me because of like I have different political beliefs or like different like things about like, you know, po- like politics or policies that are going around in our country right now. Like I doubt he would then just like shut up and not say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I can't imagine that would be the case too. Like I guess mm. just from like a, I don't know if this would even qualify as the same, but I know if say like any social media platform started to censor stuff, like I don't know if that would still count. Like people posting something that's quote unquote misinformation and then the platform silencing them uh that kind of changes them from being a platform to a publisher mm. because they then they are now editing the information on their their site and then that I also see. changes the legality of responsibility mm-hmm. of the information where as a publisher you are now responsible for all the all the stuff that's on your site where like if someone came on right. Twitch and started spouting whatever like i don't know illegal information it's now twitch's legal responsibility so i can't imagine that they would take that route because of that but, right yeah no i i kind of doubt i kind of doubt it too it will be interesting uh, the one thing i have to say about this or whatever and i know i'm gonna get like a bunch of people like not believing me as always or whatever is that another thing that was kind of tacked on to this article too. And I don't believe this for a second. Like, I'm sorry. I love Dr. Disrespect. I don't believe this for a second is that he claims he just learned why he was banned last month. 
there's no shot. I'm still saying that, like, I'm sorry, but, like, Twitch doesn't, the problem with Twitch is they don't publicly talk about, like, why people were banned, right? Like, publicly. But, like, content creators should be informed every single time that they are banned, at least at a, at the, at the least at a partnership level. If you are partnered and you have a streaming contract, especially, you have to be informed because you are considered an independent contractor. Um, I get it if, like, you maybe aren't contacted and you're, like, an affiliate or if you're like a non-partnered streamer or like not, not even affiliate because they don't have any obligation to inform you. But when you are like a partnered streamer, you do sign like a form that says that you are like an independent contractor of Twitch. There's no shot that he just learned why he was banned like last month when it's been like eight months. Cause I feel like that would be like a class action lawsuit waiting to happen. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, I just it, it, like imagine just like your boss is just like, yeah, you're fired. Like, Ryan, you're fired. You're out of here. Right. And they don't give you like a reason why you were terminated. And then you learn like months later when you already have like a new job, like why you were fired. Like, I feel like I could like file a lawsuit for that. No, like yeah. there's no shot. Like, there's no shot that he just found out like why he was banned or whatever. I, I just don't I can't believe it in any logical sense. Yeah, I guess if if he actually did, if that's actually the case and. Yeah, I could totally see him being pissed off, even if it, even if it was justified that it took them that long to tell him. Yeah. But yeah, it, I, I can't, I can't imagine that. That's right. But yeah, do you think Doc will win? Is the question. Do you think, do, do you think Doc will win? And do you think he'll come back to Twitch? I don't think he'll ever come back to Twitch. But do you think Doc will win from this? I, I don't. I don't think he'll win because uh, he's going up against Amazon lawyers in Amazon money. So <laughs> that's a good. That's not, actually, that's a good point. I, I didn't think of that. He's kind of screwed. Yeah. But um, anyway, moving on to the last article uh, for the day uh, on our podcast here. Um, once again, Twitch, Twitch has something with doctors, dude. It, they just can't. We can't retain doctors. We either ban them or let them go to other platforms. But this was announced right this uh, morning, like super early this morning. Dr. Lupo has signed an exclusivity deal with YouTube, um, which I thought was pretty crazy um, as well. If you guys don't know, um, two years ago. So if you guys don't know, uh, partnership contracts were I'm going to say this right now before we get into this article. Partnership contracts or not even partnership contracts, sorry, exclusivity contracts um, like the ones Ninja signed, Shroud signed, etc. They are industry standard right now is about two years. So what we are going to probably see this year and early next year is people are going to start switching up platforms possibly again or just re-signing quietly with Twitch. Um, I, I just, you know, once again, Twitch doesn't make it's interesting. Twitch doesn't make these like we signed exclusivity contract like contract uh, things like they don't publicly announce them anymore. YouTube does, though, which I thought was interesting. But um, I just learned this past week, S Fan TV and Asmongold signed exclusivity contracts with Twitch. And they, they've had them since the beginning of this year. And it's like no word on that. Right. We heard like Jake and Blake signed an exclusivity contract like last year, like in December. Right. Like we never heard any announcements for it. But um. Dr. Lupo going over to YouTube is kind of a big deal because he was part of a pool of content creators during like the height of like announcements of exclusivity deals um, where we saw him, Dr. Lupo, uh, Lyric, Tim the Tatman and Pokimane all signed exclusivity contracts with Twitch. 
So all their contracts are probably expiring right around now. Um, it'll be interesting to see as well because Pokimane announced or Pokimane has been taking like I think she's taking like a month off because of burnout, right? Mm. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if like Lyric or Tim the Tatman or even Pokimane resign their contracts with Twitch quietly or if they move to another platform. But Doctor Lupa says, "Yeah, I'm out. I'm going to YouTube." <laughs> um, so I don't know thoughts on this, Blake. Um, yeah, what do you, what do you think? So I guess as far as Twitch not announcing it, that kind of mm. makes sense. Because like mm. from Twitch's perspective, it's like you don't, there's like no benefit to be like, hey, we kept this person on our platform, right? So they just want them to just keep going at business as usual. Whereas right. like a, a YouTube is like, hey, look who we got, why you should come over to our platform. Fair. So that, that makes sense to me. Um, uh, and then I guess as far as Dr. Lupo, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how big his like YouTube presence is, but I feel like for all the streamers who have like a really strong YouTube following, like I'm kind of thinking like disguised toast, even though he has, he has a uh, 1.75 million subs right now on YouTube. Dr. Lupo does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the streamers who have like a really strong YouTube presence right now, just with like videos, it kind of makes sense for them to go to YouTube for streaming, where you have sort of like an ecosystem where everything is there. So, mm. like, people go to your stream, and then once your stream is over, then they then they go to your profile, or I'm not exactly sure how yeah. it, it looks whenever it ends, but then they have access to all your other content that they can yeah. watch. So it just makes sense, like from a efficiency standpoint, like they don't have to change websites. They really may not even have to click too far to land on a bunch of videos. And then there's yeah, they're still there. So I will say that it's probably like it's probably been it is definitely beneficial because everyone has a YouTube channel. So there's one point there's one point four billion users on YouTube. And I think it was like last time on Twitch, it was like 200, 300 million registered users on Twitch. And you're probably going to see maybe if YouTube gaming is able to get their crap together, <laughs> um, a huge amount of growth from YouTube just because they have so many users. Right. Um, the problem with Twitch right now is that five years ago, uh, the streamer or the viewer to streamer ratio was 81, which meant that for every streamer, there was 81 viewers. Um, nowadays, that is 26. Right. So there's 26 viewers for every like one streamer, basically, uh, on the platform, which basically shows that like basically there's a lot more streamers, but then also they're not really growing that much. Right. Um, we thought like Twitch did a really so last year, Twitch grew exponentially. Um, it grew like super, super crazy. Um, it actually um, blew up and actually went to about 45 users uh, per streamer. And then the vaccine came out. Right. So basically COVID was kind of like the reason why people started watching streams more because more people were at home and discovered Twitch. But now the growth has actually like stag like stagnated. And it actually we might have less viewers on the platform than we did on like 2019, uh, 2019 before COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas YouTube is like he is now a small fish in a big pond. Yeah, a very like sense. a lake or an ocean even. Right. 
Um, at 1.7 million, 1.75 million subs, Dr. Lupo is on the top 10,000 content creators on YouTube. Oh. Like, that's insane. Right? Like, that's actually insane to think about. Like, I remember, like, you and I are boomers, right? So I remember a time when it was, like, a big deal when, like, Ryan Higa hit, like, 1 million subs. You know? Or, like, yeah. people would hit, like, a million. That was, like, a huge, like, oh, man, or, like, smosh hit, like, a million. Yeah. And now it's, like, oh, that's just a drop in the bucket. You know what I mean? It's nothing. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So I will say with this, they had to pay them a lot of money. I'm guessing, like, 20 million. Oh, yeah. But like, there's no shot. I mean, it would, it would kind of be dumb for him to take anything less. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like putting his his following at risk almost because it's like changing platforms so he doesn't know if they're going to follow him to YouTube. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, he said that it will it basically it's going to allow him to spend more time with his family and also make different type of content or whatever. Um, so we'll have to see. <clears throat> we'll have to see how that goes with him. Um, my question to you, though, is because I already know the answer to this for me personally. Is there any content creator that you would follow to another platform? And I'm not just saying like a Twitch streamer or you, but I'm saying like even maybe if you like watch a YouTuber <clears throat> that you really like or something uh, and he's like, hey, I'm not going to make content on YouTube anymore. I'm moving it all to like Instagram reels or I'm moving it all to Facebook or I'm moving it or I'm only going to live stream from now on on Twitch. Is there any content creator that you can think of off the top of your head that you'd be like, yeah, I'm fo I'll follow you there. Um, obviously, twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. That's the correct answer. Twitch.tv slash Kubo Music. Yep, that's the correct answer. Um, <laughs> but also, like, outside of that, the only time I can think of that I've done that, but I didn't, like, really commit was mm. whenever Shroud went to Mixer. I, I went to Mixer and watched Shroud on Mixer, but I didn't really spend a lot of time there like what does that mean though like consist like in the sense of consistency as in like a because he was on there for about uh a year so like even nine months later you would still go to mixer well i guess my thing is i don't really watch live streams a whole lot like i'm mm. usually just gaming myself right so whenever i do it's like kind of inconsistent like i wouldn't go every single day but mm. I would maybe like check to see what he's doing or if he was streaming and then maybe watch for a little bit. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. I think my answer was no. <laughs> right. Um, I think I did it initially with like disguised toast for like a week. And then I was like, I'm back on Twitch. Cause I would just forget, you know what I mean? Like I would just forget to go to Facebook or not really care. Um, it kind of is the same thing. Like going back to the topic on like the Twitch do better thing. It's <laughs> like, I'm just going to watch another streamer that day. You know, like if if even if like and there's content creators that I watch a lot, but I don't <clears throat> like watch them. I'm not at this point in my life, too. I'm so busy with other things. I don't have time to even watch my favorite content creators that much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I probably right now, like the most content creators I watch is like Ludwig and Mizkiff. And even then I'll miss like three, four five streams from them. You know what I mean? So if like they move to like another platform, I most likely would maybe follow them initially, see what's going on. But then I'd probably just be like, hey, I'm back on Twitch again, you know? Yeah, I guess for me. Like 
a lot of what I watch to kind of keep up to date with streams is honestly like LSF. Yeah, let's go, baby. We got another LSF viewer. <laughs> so like the fact that now YouTube We're not all has toxic. clips and Twitch is on there too. Like if someone, if there was like another say, like I don't know if like Facebook started getting clips, I would Facebook has more. Facebook has clips, but Facebook is closed off. It's it's awful. You can clip something, and the only way you can share it is through a DM or on your feed, which no shot I'm ever gonna do. Yeah. So like, let's say, let's just say like, if they were to allow the sharing of clips on stuff outside of Facebook, mm -hmm. so like you were able to post it on LSF, then I would probably watch more content from Facebook just on LSF. That's true. That's a good point. The clip, like clips are a super powerful thing. It's probably the best thing that Twitch has created. Yeah. It's it, like, and, yeah. Free advertisement. Like, uh, whenever, like the way I got into like Jake and bake was mm. basically his YouTube. He called them like VODs, mm. but they're just like kind of cut down stream highlights or like long clips almost. Mm -hmm. of like his streams so like i was able to kind of get everything from it while kind of missing like the lull moments or like where nothing's really happening for like 20 30 minutes yeah so like for, i was able sure. to like really appreciate his content more probably because of that and kind of got to to like watch his stuff more and i feel mm -hmm. like clips kind of do the same thing where like you you get a little glimpse of the streamer then mm -hmm. Kind of but yeah, yeah, basically. But before we get too far off this topic, I do want to say that's probably good. Competition is always good. I'm curious to see how Dr. Lupo will do. I always say this every time someone moves over to another platform. Let's check them out in a year. Right. Um, I think that the, the two biggest streamers who have really popped off since they've moved platforms, honestly, have been Valkyrie and Courage. And I would say more Valkyrie than Courage. Right. Um, because Valkyrie was sitting at like 1500 viewers and now she's like 30k Andy on uh, YouTube. Um, I will say though that like we can't deny it that the reason why Valkyrie and Courage all uh, blew up I think though was really 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 good timing. They immediately left uh, Twitch to YouTube when Among Us came out. And Among Us just popped the heck off. And the thing that's crazy about Among Us is it still does very like on Twitch I think today it was it peaked at like 2k viewers. Like it's dead on Twitch right? But on mm -hmm. YouTube, Among Us is still thriving. Thriving. People are getting like 500,000, 600,000, 700,000 views per video, right? So the meta is also different on YouTube. But I feel like with Lupo going over there, we'll see what happens. Because I don't know. He would have to get lucky with some initial boom of some type of meta or some type of game, you know? That's crazy to me. Like, I feel like that game is so old. Like, how much content can you make for that game? <laughs> yeah, I, well, there's mods and stuff like that for it. Like, people have added, like, a ton of mods and stuff for it. And it's pretty open sourced or whatever, I guess. So people have been doing that or whatever. But the thing, I never understood Among Us personally. Like, I remember I played with you guys. And the thing with Among Us for me was, like, I played it a few times. And I was like, oh, this is, like, a fun party game. Like, this is like playing Mario Party, right? Yeah. But then I can't stream Mario Party for, like, 800 hours you know what i mean yeah like the reason why i really liked it was at the time with like covid and stuff everyone was playing like jackbox game jack jacks jacks jack jackbox jackbox, jackbox. 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 yeah <laughs> and, uh, 
like that uh, that stuff is so boring to me so like <laughs> among us seems so much better because like it's a little more interactive there's like game actual gameplay elements to it yeah so i was like really hyped for it but people just weren't really that into it that i was hoping would be but yeah um, but yeah, good luck to Dr. Lupo. Um, I had one quick one last topic that I was actually curious um, to see what you thought of or whatever to kind of get like your marketing insight. And this is something that Pixel and I have kind of debated and like argued about like for a while now. Um, so it'd be interesting to get a new perspective on it as well. But um, so I was um, so if we look at Twitch stats right now, basically twi- uh, out of all live streaming platforms, uh, when it comes to Twitch, when it comes to YouTube, when it comes to Instagram, when it comes to just live streaming, I'm just talking live streaming in itself. Um, Twitch has the most dedicated viewer base. They're the most loyal viewer base. OK, the average Twitch user usually watches about 90 to 110 minutes of Twitch per day. Right. Um, okay. Which is pretty crazy. But when we look at other platforms, the content or the live streaming uh, watch time is literally like one third of that. So like YouTube gaming. Um, Instagram live TikTok has its own live uh, streaming section. Steam even has it right. Like no one watches live streams. So I brought this up to pixel um, a few times, but in my opinion, I think that live streaming is a feature and not necessarily the go-to thing now anymore. Right. I think what will happen in the future is that we will have people who make tons of money on Instagram and maybe every once in a while here and there, they'll live stream on Instagram. Right. Or on YouTube, even they mostly make YouTube videos and every once in a while. Right. PewDiePie will maybe like once a month stream live on YouTube and kind of do like a special stream. But I think Mm -hmm. we're kind of going away from this era where it's kind of showing that like because Twitch hasn't had any real growth. Right. And they just made money this year. (laughs) Right. After 10 years. Uh, I'm curious to think if you think it's like a feature or um, or if you think it's a like it, it, it could be something where like we will have like streamers being like the main core thing and maybe youtube being on the side or something like that right which we kind of already see with some content creators but it's it's hard for me to say and the reason why i bring this up is because you mentioned clips right i get most of my twitch viewing also from clips or from twitch highlights on youtube right because when you go to a live stream it's they're very repetitive and there's a lot of low moments yeah yeah i i don't I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I guess I'm agreeing with you on the fact that like Twitch streamers or or I guess streaming in general is more of like a supplemental thing. Hmm. Just because I feel like the, the people who are watching a lot of Twitch may get like busier and just like as they maybe get older or like grow like jobs or whatever if a lot of the twitch audience is younger um i just feel like that would kind of like lower the streaming audience by a lot and yeah i just feel like a lot of the maybe the older audience probably don't watch as much as well just because like they're busy or Mm -hmm. they just maybe watch little bits and pieces and yeah i I could totally see it going away from streaming. Yeah. Or just at least being like a feature and not necessarily like a, a big thing. The, the weird thing, the thing also to uh, piggy bank on or piggyback what you said or whatever is it's like, I know we meme a lot that Twitch is a bunch of 12 year olds, but it's actually flipped. Right. 
Twitch is a bunch of boomers, right? The median age of a Twitch viewer is between 28 and about 40 and mostly male. And, and when you go to YouTube, the median age is usually between, or for a live stream viewer, at least is around 10 to 20. But so, but then, so then when we look at the stats, it's kind of weird, right? Because Twitch users are watching 90 to 110 minutes on the platform per day. But then when we go to YouTube, it's like one third of that. It's like little, it's like Zoomer kids that you would think would have a lot of time to watch like a stream, but they're not. They're watching YouTube content or they're watching TikToks or they're watching Instagram stories or whatever, right? It's like more short form content for them. Whereas the older yeah. generation is more long form content, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense too. ADHD, man. Yeah. It happens, but all right, I'll relay the news back to Pixel. For sure, because I'm I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I was just curious on what your take with that was, because I go back and forth with it all the time because there's always like an anomalies, right? Like there's obviously people who are streaming on the platform every single day, eight hours a day forever. You know what I mean? And they obviously make a living. And that is like that's not just a feature for them. That's their thing. But then I feel like live streaming is for the majority of people, I feel like, or majority of content creators will always be just kind of this little side feature, you know, I guess also with just with like the way the parasocial relationships are going mm. like a negative direction mm -hmm. i could see streaming kind of like i guess influencers kind of lowering their streaming time distancing like themselves to, yeah where there's not that like direct interaction with right them as much so it's mm -hmm. like it kind of sets that barrier like like I don't know you. <laughs> you know, just because I'm talking to you doesn't mean. Yeah, that go I watch know the you. Ludwig video uh, to anyone who's listening to the podcast. We'll we'll probably plug it again in the show notes as always. Because yeah, but no, it's a uh, it's interesting because I think it was um, I believe there was like a couple Minecraft streamers, and they were like they still make like YouTube videos a lot, right? But then they were saying with their live streams, they want to make them more of like big events, right? So they'll only stream like eight hours a week but each of their streams will get like a hundred thousand views minimum on their twitch streams right yeah. because it's like more of like a short form like hour here two hours here like more like just feature content that's like super energetic and then they just peace out instead of doing like these long form like eight twelve hour streams or whatever which i thought was pretty interesting i i guess you could almost say that it it kind of mirrors TV almost. Mm, right. Where TV, like, there is some live stuff, and there's, like, the uniqueness of watching it live, and, like, mm -hmm. whatever. But then, it like, you can get a lot more creative with, like, recorded stuff, or you can True. do more with that. And I feel like, I don't know. I could see this kind of having the same effect where maybe special moments are live and you can tune in live, but yeah, it's like long form content works when it's like a special event. Like let's say the Super Bowl, right? Like obviously that's like five plus hours, right? And everyone tunes into it cause it's like a live long event or whatever, you know what I mean? But then like most like average, like sports games are like a couple hours, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, it's done, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, maybe like streaming or content creation is going to go that way as well. But yeah, also, like I always say, make content off platform. It's way better and your personality shines through a lot easier, too. Um, 
like there's a reason why YouTubers will come to Twitch and kind of fail <laughs> because their content's not that entertaining when it's not edited. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But people realize I, that most people are just normal. <laughs> yeah, we're just normal people. We're just normal dudes, a little bit narcissistic as well. But um, anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up for us um, for this episode. Thanks, Blake, for coming out and filling uh, Pixel's spot. Hopefully we'll see you in another like 87 episodes or something like that. Yeah, see you at episode 220. Yeah, 220, basically. Once again, if you guys don't know Blake or if you're listening, I don't know why you want to or if you're still listening to this podcast or you just jumped through and scrolled it or whatever. Uh, Blake is an IRL friend for me. He's filling in for Pixel, who's gone for the week because he is on vacation. He'll be back next week. If you guys want to check out Pixel's first episode, it's a no content episode number 20, I believe, was the episode. And then also Sheesh. number 100. You were also technically on 100. So well, 17 oh, episodes yeah, ago. The, yeah, that's right. Like the big where you brought in everybody. Yeah. But that doesn't count because I brought in like literally anyone who could get get there on time, a.k.a. Eli. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get he couldn't get there on time. He missed it by like he he missed it by like uh, like four like 40 like 40 minutes or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, but um. anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, is there anything that you want to shout out or any links to follow or anything like that, Blake? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really post too much so i mean eli posted his linkedin last time he was here so i guess if you want to follow my twitter or something okay the pleb on twitter it's basically all my social media so blake the pleb on whatever it should be me okay cool i'll link it in the show notes below so if people want to follow you and stalk you can i basically i have you in my own feed with all my other irl friends and you guys never tweet anything yeah, my life's not that. I think like the last one, I think like the last tweet that I see in my feed all the time is like you said something about like flyers being on cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're it like, illegal. Yeah, you're like, it's it should literary. be illegal for flyers to be on put be put on cars or something like that. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Leaving flyers on cars should be considered littering and illegal. That was your last tweet. Yeah. In my in my IRL feed. But yeah. Anyway. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Um, we'll catch you guys next week. Pixel will be back here. Um, follow the socials. Follow the media. Go follow Blake. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Later, guys. Peace.